Welcome to A Woman's Brew, where women talk about beer. In today's episode, we're importing an interesting conversation with Shannon from Brew Export UK. I'm Joanne, and this is Tori. Hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. Uh, We have... Today we have Shannon with us from um, Brew Ex- uh, Beer Export UK. Welcome! Thank you for joining us. Yeah, yep. From uh, Brew Export uh, UK and uh, a web shop actually, but Brew Export I actually started seven years ago. Amazing! Um, and I do really appreciate you guys reaching out. This is my first podcast in the UK, so I'm really excited to uh, be chatting with the two of you. Oh, hey, congratulations. Exciting milestone. <laughs> um, so we're yeah, chatting to you today because one of our listeners actually asked if we could reach out and speak to you. And we were like, yes, of course we can. We love to speak to any anybody in the industry and particularly women so that we can um, raise their voices. Um, so how did you how did your business start? How what made you start uh, Brew Export and Brew Export UK? Yeah, so it's a it's a good question. So I um, actually started Brew Export here in the U.S. Um, seven years ago uh, when I was in college at Michigan State University. Um, and you actually you can't drink until you're 21 years old here in the U.S. Um, and I started Brew Export when I was 22, so I could legally like buy beer in bulk a year after I could legally start <laughs> drinking. Zen. Which is uh, which is fun, um, but it it actually all started on a school project. Oh. Uh, so I was studying international relations, and then um, marketing was my other degree. So my capstone course before I graduated with both both degrees was an international marketing class, and um, I was probably way too excited about it. And the professor um, on the first day says, "You're doing, you know, we're going to do a big kind of um, class project on." exporting one product to one market and people were picking like peanut butter uh and water bottles you know oh. with filters in them and I basically decided that I was going to do craft beer nice uh founders craft beer uh if you've heard of all day IPA and yep. KBS um founders beer to Singapore and um I got really into the class project and uh, got talking, you know, to the guys at Founders and lots of other kind of craft breweries. And, and Founders is a good one to study because they send their beer, you know, at the time, I think it was to 12 different countries. So they okay. were they were a great one to study. But Founders is massive. Yeah. Um, and this is before they were bought out um, and they were still big then. But uh, there were tons of like really amazing craft breweries that I talked to that were smaller um, and they were getting, you know, interest from, you know, different you know, customers or importers or retailers in other countries. And a lot of them were just ignoring, uh, ignoring the international sales, you know, anything with the word export, you know, one actually had a spam filter and it went, it went like straight to spam. They didn't oh, wow. even read the emails, which I thought was really crazy. And yeah. I, I mean, I understand it, but, but a lot of them were just scared of the international um, just due to the perceived difficulty of exporting alcohol. Uh, yeah. you know, between the compliance, the cold chain logistics, um, you know, getting paid, uh, you know, relabeling, like there's so many different things that go into it, especially, you know, in, in lots of different countries. Um, 
where they they were just saying no. So, you know, as I was graduating from college, I basically um, decided that I was going to start a company to help uh, all the craft breweries export their beer and share, you know, some of the best U.S. beer that we have to offer uh, with with people around the world. And uh, that was seven years ago. <laughs> and wow. I still own, you know, 100% of the company. And, um, you know, we've built it to this point working with about 100, I'm sorry, over 350 craft breweries to 30 different countries wow. um, over the last seven years. So it's definitely been a wild ride. And now we have Brew Export UK, which has taken things a, a step further. <laughs> that's amazing that's such um, I th- that sounds like such an achievement thank you <laughs> I uh so Brew Expert UK kind of came about like I worked with gosh we've been sending beer to the UK since 2017 oh wow so it's been yeah quite a long time and I supplied um brew dog with a lot of craft beer you know I, I I no longer work with them um but they were one of my largest customers okay. and um, and then at one point, you know, I think in 2020, I decided to hire um, Dan and Dan as our operations director. And um, he's based in Birmingham. So I had to form a company in the UK to even hire him. Oh, wow. Um, and at that point, we added our import license, um, you know, just because we had the company. So we might as well, add, you know, be able to legally import beer. Yeah. And then you know, in January, I just, I just kept seeing, you know, U.S. beer obviously, t- you know, tasting great, but just becoming less popular due to, uh, you know, different retailers pricing it, you know, at, at really exorbitant prices, you know, a lot of times double yeah. what a lot of U.K. craft beer, you know, craft beers are. Um, and I, I, I didn't love that. So I decided to start Brew Export U.K., which is essentially a you know, a web shop um, of USA craft beer that uh, allow, you know, that we own the entire supply chain. So the beer goes from the brewery to, to the consumer. So we own, you know, we are the, the exporter, the importer, the distributor, and the retailer. Um, you know, so there's not a ton of margin being added by lots of different parties being involved. Right. Um, you know, we're the only one, which allows us to uh, offer, you know, really unbeatable prices on super highly rated sought after uh, American craft beers. And that's where we're at now. <laughs> wow. The logistics of this are kind of blowing my mind right now. <laughs> of all the things that you've got to think about. Um, so I know the, um, like the, the way that the beer industry works for distribution in the US is very different from what we have yeah. over here in the UK but has that did that put any barriers in the way was it like did you find any differences mm-hmm. then by trying to bring beer over to the UK yeah so what we do in the UK would be completely illegal in the US <laughs> like right. literally like not even feasible just straight illegal and impossible wow <laughs> um, <laughs> So in the U.S., there's the three-tier system. And the first tier is either the importer or the manufacturer, so like the brewery. The second tier is a distributor. And then the third tier is a retailer. Um, And it has to go through those three tiers. But in the U.K., we are all three tiers. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. So 
it, you know, that definitely um, changes things. And in the U.S., as far as licensing goes, uh, you know, I'm a, uh, a licensed uh, wholesaler on the okay. federal and the state level. So we're able to just, you know, buy directly from the craft breweries at wholesale prices and um, then ship to ourselves in in the UK. Okay. Um, you know, brew export UK as the uh, as the importer. Wow. It's it's interesting because I, I know you're saying like, yeah, you see you saw the prices that people were putting for markups over here and not loving it. And I think a lot of people aren't necessarily loving it, to be fair. Um, <laughs> and and I think I think the thing that's really frustrating as well is a lot of the times when you see the you see some people selling them not necessarily on um uh websites that have been imported you know like no one's imported them in here a lot of times you can see them come through um people's suitcases and and less than legal ways and then there's also a markup on top of it and I think that's quite frustrating because it's like you've gone on a trip there you've taken stuff back now you're selling it but you didn't necessarily even have to pay the fees to get it in the country (laughs) yeah no I mean you always got to make sure the government gets their cut or else you mm-hmm. get in trouble yeah so mm-hmm. they, they, both in the u.s and the uk um you know we, we you know they got to get their cut so we make sure to pay all you know the excise duties and and, and the taxes and the vat and whatnot yeah. but i guess what i've seen some and this is not all u.s here in, in the uk obviously but some of what i've seen is been you know people in the u.s will buy it at from the brewery you know, in a tap room for retail prices. So what the brewery sells it at retail at, right? you know, which is, which is high. And then they have the cost of shipping it over to the UK, you know, and, and they probably add a margin and these are just random people, which that's entirely illegal. You can't, you know, sell craft beer without a license in the U S. Um, and then, and then you have the people in the UK selling it who are adding margin. So at that point you're paying like, you know, 20 pounds or I'm sorry, $20, which is probably like 18, 15 or so pounds. Um, and that's like crazy. I mean, we've got some amazing beers in the U S but it is just like not right (laughs) to be paying that much per can. Like it, it, I don't even feel good about that, you know. No, but it's, the, it's the thing. <laughs> so it's like you can. I wanted to. Oh, I no, wanted to do something to change that, and uh, that's what we're doing. It's, it's that thing if you can you can justify it being like on the higher end of pricing when you know that it's come in like the right way um but it's not coming the right way it's it's just even more frustrating to be paying like you said like 18 18 pounds for <laughs> for a can and you're just like and you don't know how long it's like how it's been treated how it's been handled you know well, any yeah. of that stuff <laughs> it's really risky and, and at that price more. yeah is like those beers are probably just getting shipped in a box internationally and who knows how long they took to like clear customs with FedEx or whoever whereas ours is you know consolidated in the U.S. in a a cold warehouse and then it's put into a cold container at you know we usually set it around four degrees Celsius um, and then it goes into a cold warehouse and then it goes in a box to you um, for a short time and then it goes into your fridge so you know that beer is just taken care of versus the ones some of the other ones are you know who knows what happened to them yeah I mean and and I would say like your pricing Joe and I have both bought from you yep we've both Um, been orders 
<laughs> yeah, we both put in orders because um, I knew I wanted the fuck cancer US collaboration ones anyways. Uh, and then you were offering like sort of a, one of the glasses with it as well. And and it was like, what, 29, 29 pounds or something like that. And I was like, that, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, f- five pound shipping on top of that. I was like, that is so much cheaper than what I expected it to be (laughs) and I was like it's a no-brainer you get four beers and a glass like absolutely um I mean like like I said I can't speak for Joe just for myself but I thought that was a massive bargain I was I was expecting when I clicked that link I was like how much is this gonna be let me have a look and it was not even close to what I thought it was gonna be I thought it was gonna be so much more yeah it's definitely value for money and especially if we know that you're like it's in cold chain like it's all like it's it's totally worth it even at really good prices like that's it's phenomenal I think what what you're providing right now thank you and thanks for buying you guys I, I appreciate uh appreciate your support on our first uh our first March boxes here um but yeah usually like you know similar like we're usually you know from like five dollars to I think the most expensive beer we've sold so far in a can, not bottle, um, yeah. is nine, nine pounds. So five to nine pounds. And I think that nine, nine pounder, that was like a, a 10% smoothie sour, 10% imperial, uh, stout. So that, that was a really big beer, you know, Yeah. but usually, you know, usually, you know, like a double IPA from the U S sometimes is like, yeah, like 10, 11, 12 pounds. So we're usually around five, six, 50, seven, 25, depending you know, if it's double dry hopped or things like that. Um, and yeah, we're just trying to do the right thing, you know, not, you know, we're not trying to make, um, you know, a ton, a ton of money. We're just trying to run a business and try to be reasonable and spread the, you know, spread the love of craft beer. And, um, it seems to be working. I think people are appreciating the pricing and the transparency and and things like that. I definitely think so. Like, and as well, like, I'm not one like I'm not one of these people who's like, oh beer needs to be cheap. Like I'm definitely yeah. an advocate for like beer is made paying like, the right beers, price. Yeah, beers are made with quality ingredients, particularly craft beers, like they're an artisan product product. Like there's a lot that's gone into them. You should be paying, you know, they are a premium product. But you're right, there's like, you know, sometimes like some of the prices I've seen for Pliny the Elder <laughs> are shocking. <laughs> Absolutely shocking. And you know that came over in somebody's suitcase, like that didn't come over in cold chain but yeah no, I think yeah no, what you're doing is not. amazing well thank you I you're appreciate welcome. that and uh I uh I mean I love the UK like all of you guys over there like I've been to London and um when we used to work with Brewdog obviously I was up in Aberdeen and Glasgow and Edinburgh yeah. and you know St Andrews and some yeah. of the I haven't been to all of the UK I definitely <laughs> want to get back over there here really soon um but I'm excited. I mean, you guys are just a fun, you know, country. Like your country <laughs> as a group of people are a lot of fun. And I lo- like love working with you all. <laughs> We're a mixed bag, especially if you if you're based in, in Birmingham. That's very different from the two places that Tori and I are from. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, that not, where are not... you guys from? So I'm from down in Kent in the south, and then Tori's a little bit further up. Yeah, around Reading Way. So yeah, closer we're to down, London. I'm closer yeah, we're further London. down the bottom. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is. It's very different. Like you could go from to one place and then drive like an hour somewhere else, and it's like completely different scene. So yeah, it's that's it's 
worth noting. But I think it is, to be fair, I mean, I'm originally from the US and, and it is very much the same thing in the US, though, I think. Like, I think you can drive a few hours to another state and it can be so different from, like, the state that you've come from. I mean, I don't know if you'd agree yeah. with that, Shannon, but... A hundred percent. And, like, even, like, within, like, I live in Michigan, um, which is up by Canada, the one that kind of looks like <laughs> like a glove with a lot of lakes around it. <laughs> That's how um, I always remembered it in school when we had to like um, learn like the glove. states. It's the one that looks like a glove. Oh my god! <laughs> see, I always see the glove thing, and people are like, "What the hell is she talking about?" But yeah, okay, it's cool that you know that. Um, but yeah, so I'm from up in Michigan, and even you know, just driving across the state or up north is. In, in within Michigan, you get a lot of different people and it's, uh, it's pretty crazy, but I mean, just to drive from one end of Michigan all the way up to the upper peninsula, I mean, that's like a 12 or 13 hour drive and that's just within one state. So yeah, just the, the sheer size of the U S and the diversity we have is insane. And I guess just to pull it back into beer, um, it definitely <laughs> reflects in our beer, you know, different regions and, and, and whatnot, obviously have a lot of different, um, different beer tastes you've got you know obviously the west coast ipas and then you've got you know more of the new england style ipas and then i i'm always an advocate for the for the midwest ipa (laughs) 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 which if you guys ever had an opportunity (laughs) to try um two hearted from bells oh yes or um you know i i guess maybe you could throw in like all day ipa from founders okay. or or something along those lines but really everyone says the best example is two hearted from bells which i know isn't exported um but that is like i guess the midwest ipa is is balanced you know it's not too one way or the other <laughs> it's uh it's it's just a balanced uh balanced ipa kind of right down the middle <laughs> nice in in terms of geography then um do you have like a favorite uh, state for for beers or do you have a favorite brewery I guess would be my question oh my gosh a favorite state that is like so hard <laughs> I guess being from the north I always like going down to Florida and trying okay. you know and 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 drinking beer because it's warm <laughs> and, <laughs> half, you know half the year in like cold darkness here in Michigan yeah. so Florida you know the beer tastes better when it's when you're warm <laughs> um but yeah Florida has like you know cycle brewing and three suns and you know a lot of other great breweries and then I would say like Virginia weirdly has a lot of really great beer it does, um, doesn't like it with the, the Vale and uh Aslan and um Adroit Theory um, so th- those ones are really good. Um, and then I'm weirdly a huge, huge, huge fan of like non-alcoholic beers, yeah. <laughs> so, like NA beers, um, which are becoming a real thing. Cause I love the taste of beer, but I, you know, I'm so, I'm just really busy. So I, yeah. I can't like be hungover or, you know, be drunk. So I'm a huge proponent of any beers and you know what? Wisconsin is another good state. Wisconsin oh, yeah? has a lot of great beer they're actually the biggest I think consumer like per capita is the state of Wisconsin oh um so and they're way up north like they're just across the um Lake Michigan so the big lake uh they're just across the lake from from me uh but yeah they make some damn good beer too and then you know the classics like California and 
Colorado and, you know, but aside from those, I would say, yeah. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite brewery though. That's a good one. Is it just, I was going to say, is <laughs> it just like too question. difficult to narrow it yeah. down to one? Cause I feel like I would struggle to narrow it down yeah. to one to be fair. Yeah. I, um, I guess we could twist uh, it and we could say what's, have- what's the brewery or the beer that got you into craft beer? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Okay. So this is, this is how it went. Um, I <laughs> yes, had story just time. turned 21 and was in college so now I could like you know legally like hang out in a liquor store and like you yep. know look at the craft beer section <laughs> and this and that and um but in college I still like didn't have any money so, yeah. so uh <laughs> I I was I was a big like Guinness drinker okay which Fair. is like kind of lower ABV yeah and it was thick so I would like I would drink it slowly which in college was nice um you know when everyone is just like wasted all the time I kind of <laughs> sip on my Guinness uh Guinness slowly um and I went into a, a craft beer bar um that I had never obviously been to before uh in East Lansing in 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 uh where I went to college and uh I ordered a Guinness and they're like oh yeah we don't have Guinness oh. uh but we oh, have no. uh, founders um oatmeal stout on nitro Okay. And I was Interesting. Like, oh, okay. I'll I'll give that a try. Yeah. So you know, similar to Guinness, and I tasted that beer and was just like, "Holy shit! This is amazing!" <laughs> it literally, like, I had one of those moments. I took a, yeah. you know, I had never taken a picture of beer. This and that. I took a picture of this mug of beer and was like, "This is the best thing I've ever tasted." <laughs> you know, it was like Guinness, but on steroids and so much better. Yeah. And um, that was from founders and I, I never looked back after that it was uh it was all a all downhill or, or uphill yeah. or however you whichever like way you want to look at it <laughs> <laughs> bit of bit of column a bit of column b depending yeah. on depending on the moment <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so yeah it was guinness for me though that's a good one <laughs> kind of led me be, in the direction yeah. yeah to be fair i i i go to guinness when i like i turn to guinness when i go into a pub or a bar or something that that doesn't have craft beer options yeah. like your options are like oh you can have like a Foster's or a Carling or anything like that and I'm like yeah I'll take Guinness and I'm not I'm not mad about it like it's not a begrudgingly like oh I guess I'll have Guinness it's like no actually sometimes I'm just in the mood for a Guinness yeah sometimes you just want a Guinness I, that's my go-to in a, in a pub if that was me interesting although I did once go to a hen night and order a Guinness and they're like oh the Guinness is off but we've got this one which is exactly the same and it wasn't it was Marston's Oyster Stout <laughs> Ooh. And I was like, it's not the same, but it's better, so I will take it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that works. <laughs> yeah. Um, would you be able to walk us through, I guess, how your website works? So obviously, Joe and I have used it, but mm. for anyone that's not used it yet, how? What's the process like? Of is it just go on, click what you want, order it, or I know that you've got more of like a box system. Mm. Could you walk us through it? Yeah, so it is, it is different. It's different than what a lot of people are doing. Um, but people seem to be understanding it, which is good. So <laughs> how it works is we uh, pick up the beer in the US. And around that same time as we're picking up, we, ro- we launch pre orders for the beer. Okay. Um, so each Monday and Thursday, we release a pre order for one brewery. So today, for example, was Hot Butcher for the World. Uh, And we released four beers from them. And there's an opportunity to pre-order an 
you know, basically add those beers to your April box. Yep. Um, and each, you know, each week you kind of get a new lineup of beer and you can choose to either add those beers to your box or not add those beers to your box. Um, so that's how it works. And then, you know, during those pre-orders, the beer is, you know, shipping through the U.S., getting loaded in a container, going across the ocean, clearing right. customs in the U.K. So then when the pre-orders are done, usually the, you know, the beer is, is landed in the U.K., the container gets unloaded, um, and then your box of all the beers that you just picked out over the last, you know, month or so get loaded up and they get, you know, shipped to your door and then you get to drink them all. (laughs) (laughs) The best part. (laughs) The the shipping can get is a little confusing. Um, And, and like I said, our our website, this is kind of phase one of the website. Uh Uh, You know, it's it's like, I am the IT department, so it's not (laughs) super like fancy or anything. (laughs) Um, You know, it's, so we don't have any, you know, million dollar investors. It's, it's just me. So um, basically it, the shipping, the shipping though works, uh, you know, it, so at the end of the month, I, I um, merge everyone's orders together for each of their boxes. Okay. And then if you're over 80 pounds, then your box will ship for free. And then if you're under 80 pounds, it's just um, $5 uh, or I'm sorry, five pounds flat um, to ship you know, no matter if you have one can that you ordered or if you had, you know, 10 cans that you ordered That's a good deal um, and shipping. then you get a little invoice for the five bucks and then, and then you're, uh, you're set to go and your box will ship as soon as it's ready. Amazing. And how long so. from, from the point of which, um, like roughly on average, like how long is the expectation that it takes to get from, you know, you picking it up to it being imported into the country and sent out, not necessarily to somebody's door, but to when it actually arrives in the UK and is picked up by um, your person on this side of the pond? Um, so I would say the whole process from the brewery to your door is usually, you know, it, it, this is our, our, our schedule is like 45 days. Okay. So uh, 45 days or less. So usually it's like, I would say around like three weeks from when it picks up um, to then get into the UK. Um, and then obviously it take, it's going to take a little time. Like, like tomorrow morning, we just cleared customs on the, the March container um, yesterday. And then it gets delivered to our warehouse um, tomorrow at 9 a.m. Um, and then obviously it takes time to unpack all those gears and organize them. And, and then, and then, so next week people will start um you know, they'll start packing each of the March boxes that people put together. Um, And then it gets shipped right out. So I, you know, some people I think were worried about like the IPAs, you know, how fresh they would be. Right. But, you know, all of our IPAs are, you know, usually packaged within, within 45 days of you drinking them, Um, which, which the breweries are really happy with. Yeah. Um, And, you know, you guys know the, the biggest things that hurt a beer, are, you know, light temperature, um, or time. Yeah. And we really, you know, because we're keeping those beers cold through that whole 45 days, you know, they're still in really, really good shape by the time they get to your door. Um, so that, you know, I would say if it was 45 days old and kept warm, like, 
that's not so good. Yeah, kept cold at a stable temperature in a dark container, um, you know, in a, in a dark can, the, the beer is definitely tasting great. And like, gosh, sometimes we've even seen sometimes breweries like, like their beer at like the three week to four week mark yeah um because sometimes those those hoppy ones they come out tasting hot you know yeah. spicy like a little yeah. too little too raw a little bit green um <laughs> exactly uh so so yeah that's kind of how our timelines work and then obviously all the big barrel aged imperial stouts and stouts that we're sending um, you know, those are, aren't too terry, you know, those can go on for years. And then the sour smooth, the smoothie sours, um, most of the ones that we work with are pasteurized and okay. or use different, um, ingredients that make them super shelf stable. Yeah. Uh, so again, you know, time isn't a huge factor on those, but with the IPAs, um, yeah, we, we usually look around 45 days kept cold. And then, um, but we're going to, you know, as we get more efficient and better, we're going to keep trying to close that gap as best we can, you know? Amazing. And uh, in terms of staff, is it sort of like, how many people do you actually have in terms of staff? Is it just you and someone over (laughs) here in the UK or do you have people sort of based all over? So there's the three of us and (laughs) there, so (laughs) has been in business for seven years. So like we have clients, you know, in uh singapore and canada and you know all over europe and and then uh, like iceland and ireland and uh, mexico and uh, you know so we have like our normal business that you know grace dan and i are are running on a day-to-day basis and then obviously in january we kind of launched this this web shop thing and just you know we were already shipping gear to the uk Okay. you know, through brew dog or some other importers and web shops and things like that. So yeah. we kind of have time allocated for the UK, but we just take, took it to the next level. And I, I would say it's all been pretty normal. Um, except, okay. uh, Dan definitely had to pull a lot more information. And then I just usually stay up until like really late at night. <laughs> you know, working on the website and social media yeah. and like uploading all the information and getting like photos edited. And yeah. um, so it's, it's definitely been a labor of love to this point with just like kind of the three of us, <laughs> but it, it's going, it's going well. So this is good. It's, it's crazy. It all started as well from like a uni. Yeah. Project. School project. That's, project. Awesome. That's crazy. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like here in the U.S., I've, I've spoke at a lot of, uh, you know, colleges and university classes, and the professors always love having me in <laughs> because they're like, you know, look what you can do if you, like, you know, put some effort into your class project. <laughs> um, if they, like, use me as their little shining example. Amazing. But, yeah, no, I give, and I was, pre- like, vice president of the Entrepreneurship Association, and I had done wow. internships um, with the... Um, with the U.S., uh, uh, I'm sorry, with the Food Export Association and the okay. Michigan Department of Agriculture's International Marketing Program and Steve Robinson. So I had done these internships in college that kind of like led up to me, you know, knowing how to export products and whatnot. Okay. But still, like, I mean, over the last seven years, it's been a lot of just like figure it out on the fly. Like that's that's been my MO since the <laughs> beginning, for sure. <laughs> 
but um but yeah it all started at uh at school <laughs> and how do you pick the breweries that you you import from are they uh, do people make requests on what breweries um you use or are they ones that you just really like yeah so it goes like a lot of different ways like sometimes breweries reach out to us sometimes we reach out to breweries sometimes customers will like connect us to breweries okay you know sometimes it'll just be like a message on message on social media (laughs) like we've hooked up with brewery and then sometimes like we provide all the beer obviously for like brew dogs agm back in the day okay and then uh, like McKellar, um, MDCC, we provide all the USA beer for, and okay. then like Billy's Beer Festival, um, in Belgium, in, you know, so we work with like a lot of big beer festivals too, to do all the, all the beers for the festival. Wow. So then we get hooked up with breweries in that way too. So, um, and like our, you know, we export to 30 countries, worked with 350 different breweries. And like, some of those are like, you know, really consistent distribution into Europe. Others are like, you know, subscription boxes into Canada. Some are just like super limited hype drops for a tap takeover. Like, you know, there's like a total range of like what we've kind of done over the last seven years, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, absolutely. Have you found that COVID stopped you from doing what you wanted to do at all? Oh, boy. <laughs> so obviously, like, well, we provided like a lot of beer for BrewDog. Um, yep. prior to COVID and then obviously BrewDog has not had some good press so we don't no. don't really work with them anymore I didn't um, want to ask if that's what happened <laughs> yeah, or if we it was something like, else I was not going to ask that question <laughs> it's a loaded question yeah it uh I think it was kind of like a combination of COVID and then okay. all this stuff has just like uh you know I, I think you know if they can take some different we won't get into all that I think you yeah. guys yeah no exactly but anyway. totally get it yeah yeah um so uh um where was I going with all of this um oh COVID so like it's been a roller coaster so like when COVID first happened like everyone was buying beer online so like in Europe you know all the keg sales that we had dropped off but it was just like supplemented by an increase in in can and bottle sales okay um so it it kind of you know counter you know balanced itself but then when you know but then like when the government all the governments kind of all around the world have done this back and forth like open close open close open close you know the bars have been like well we don't want to buy the beer because we don't know if we're going to open and then like the web shops are like well the bars might open so we don't want to buy a lot of beer you know what i mean so it's been like kind of a total roller coaster and then some countries like south korea for example have like we have totally stop shipping to that you know to South Korea for now and like Australia like the volumes have gone way down so it um it definitely has been a roller coaster but like I also you know I hired two two people during COVID so like um you know we've grown enough and 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 things to to keep the business growing um so it's definitely made things more and then obviously the logistics I mean you guys have heard all over the news kind of the logistical or maybe it's not as big a news over there but like the ports here in the u.s yeah no, it was yeah, very no, much here yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. Shipping. yeah. it was shipping problems where yeah. um things were either not shipping full stop because um like you said the ports people were getting ill there wasn't the staff or whatever else or things were shipping 
but it had to be quarantined boxes and ships had to be quarantined for like a set amount of time I don't yeah. know if that's something that you've had to deal with specifically and all of that has, has that been what you meant by the uh impacts of the shipping yeah so it's been like a combination of all of that like we used to do um a lot of air freight to different countries around okay. the world um when it made sense you know if we had some like yeah. super fresh high-end beers like we would fly them Okay. Um, but you know, when all the commercial flights kind of stopped, the price of air freight just went through the roof, you know, it, yeah. it just, I mean, I'm talking like four or five times oh, the wow. price that you would pay So that, that just became, um, kind of not even feasible in, in a lot of cases. Um, and then, yeah, the container shipping, um, we've got some really great partners and have like really fine tuned things. So we haven't been hugely impacted, um, for a lot of our European and, and whatnot shipments, but other ones like to Australia and to some of these other countries, like the delays have just been crazy. And like the allocation of containers um, has just been so, you know, one-sided, you know, and, and, and especially because we're doing reefer containers, okay. those are even like harder to come by. So it's definitely had its challenges, but um we've handled it and grace is our logistics queen and she's uh <laughs> she's a rock star so she's been doing great too kind of and then like now we've got all the gas prices going through the right. roof so oh, yes. that, that definitely, definitely yeah. worries me because the u.s is huge so we have to consolidate all this beer to one point so yeah. just bringing it you know from one spot in the u.s to another is that's the only thing i'm, I'm worried we might have to you know just add a, a couple of cents to our, yeah. our prices yeah. because we are so slim you know what yeah. I mean we don't yeah. leave ourselves much room for these yeah. things where if these prices keep going up like I mean I it's it's crazy here in the U.S. so but we'll take it as it comes we'll sort that out I mean you still yeah. need to make it viable for you as yeah. a business and you've got to do like what you know it's it's great to be more affordable but if you can't function if you can't keep your business going because it's because it's too low like there's I don't yeah. think anybody would fault you for that it's uh they'd rather have the beer yeah, and pay no. slightly more for it <laughs> yeah it, exactly and I I mean I've tried to be like really transparent with people yeah. you know through our social media and like you know where we're at in the process kind of what's happening this that and the other so if, if we have to do any price changes due to gas you know gasoline prices we'll just you know we'll just be transparent about it I think people respect the transparency that's how you build up those relationships is like people like I know I definitely respect breweries and companies that are transparent about it even if I don't necessarily love the outcome of what that means to me and you know like you said pricing or anything else like that I I respect and have that trust with someone that's going to be honest with me um and that's who I want to support with someone that's going to be honest about it so that's um I think it's a really important thing so well well done for feeling like that's important to you to do as a business because not everybody does that yeah I think uh no I I totally appreciate that you uh that you you like that view I I gosh in a way I think it's almost easier just to be honest you know what I mean like trying to to act like you're something you're not or trying to you know act perfect all the time is just like right it's hard like we're all just human you know what I mean and and beer is like a finicky product you know like it it, sometimes we'll just have like beers you know from breweries and and something you know they'll take a really long time to ferment for whatever reason so they'll miss a ship you know what I mean we have to roll that beer or 
you know, like shit happens. And I think people understand that um, when you just explain it and, and, and be honest with them, you know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I really enjoy your little videos, actually, because I think that really, it, like, it puts a face to the business. Um, like people buy from people. So yeah. it's really like, this is us. This is what we're doing. I, I think they're a brilliant idea having that, having those little videos there for people to see what's going on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's a little scary because like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, we're like the first container is obviously landing and they're going to, you know, box everything up and it, it, everything's like going as planned. Um, but it, it's definitely a little scary because if something, you know, but from my understanding, like your guys is shipping, you know, from a business to a household is totally different over there. Like here in the U S like FedEx and UPS, like they will like just throw boxes. You know? Oh no, it's <laughs> definitely it like that. Here. It depends on who you get. <laughs> uh, and and, and, and a lot of them are, does. Yeah. a lot of them are yeah. like, um, a lot of these companies, it's not even like, yeah, the company is the overarching like body of it but all the drivers are like individual contractors so if you like one company for me because my driver for one company might be really really good (laughs) yeah another one I might be like yeah the person that delivers to my area kicks it like it's a soccer ball (laughs) and and I'm like literally like you did not need to pump that up my drive um you could have just placed it yeah uh, down on the ground yeah. and that's all right um so I think we very much feel that as well yeah. so don't, yeah, don't even well, don't worry yeah Dan was saying it, 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 he thought it was like a little bit better over there but that's my biggest fear is just like that stuff's gonna get damaged you know what I mean yeah. but yeah. I, I just you know the the we're working with a company that does a lot of online beer fulfillment you know what I yeah. mean so they have experience already in packing you know, thousands of boxes full of beer. So yeah. I, you know, they know what they're doing. Um, and, and I'm, I'm pretty confident in them, but that's the last thing for me is just like, okay, I just need the beer yeah. to, you know, once it's in the box and pray that there's not <laughs> damage. And then obviously if anyone does suffer damage, like I'm, we're going to do the right thing and, and, you know, offer a credit or, you yeah. know, replacements are, are kind of tough because like, you know we it's pretty you know we can't just like make more and sh- you know what I mean right yeah but, if, if you know, it doesn't come there credit or yeah. a replacement of a similar beer obviously we'll do the right thing but yeah um yeah that's the hard part is just those delivery drivers that can't control yeah. them so <laughs> right, <laughs> right yeah, that bit's out of your hands yeah <laughs> um so obviously you import stuff into the UK you know from the US but do you ever consider exporting things okay. from the UK back to the US? Is there is there even a, a, a so, market for that? Yes. So okay. So I'm like so happy that you asked that because I almost forgot. And I don't know <laughs> if I'm allowed to talk about it, but I'm going to. Well, spoilers. Um, so, spoilers. So we do. I added an import license um because it's a separate license in the US. So I okay. added an import license like two years ago. And we brought beer in from the Netherlands and oh, wow. Estonia. Um, and now, like literally right now, we're working on importing uh, Vault City. Oh, um, wow. From, nice. from okay. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm like crazy excited because Dan has sent me some like Vault City yeah. uh, sours before and, and they're doing a really killer job up there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah we're bringing those in, in in some limited quantities for some online shops here in the UK. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, in the U.S. And uh, yeah, and then like, we're actually going to work on 
this cool thing with a company called Tavor, where for the 4th of July, we're going to do a, um, like a, a US versus UK kind of showdown. Oh, wow. I love that. We're like hitting, you know, three UK breweries, like a sour stout and IPA against three um, US breweries, a sour stout and IPA. So that's pretty cool. That's so cool. I'm definitely in on that because I I love it. Yeah, I want to be on that. The thing is, is like, obviously over in the UK, we don't celebrate 4th of July, but like, as an American <laughs> over here, I, I like it because it's an excuse for a barbecue and beer. So like my my, my yeah. husband's British, but he'll still be like, yeah, OK, we can have a barbecue and we can do this. And I try to find the most like American sounding beers I can find. Like I got one called Stars and Stripes from Northern Monk because I was like, that's close and it's peanut butter and jelly. This is great. So if you can get actual <laughs> beer versus beer, I'm definitely in for that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we didn't think about like sending it back to the UK, but you're right. We should do that. There you go. There's an idea for you. Do it. We'll totally have to work on that. (laughs) Um, And then what was I going to say? Yeah. So we're we're, we're doing that. And uh, eventually I also want to like really try to cultivate some cool community um you know for brew export and we've already got like a really cool Facebook group and like people seem to be really receptive and like you know excited to talk and and things like that so I think we're going to do some like online tastings with our group where you know sometimes I think the brewer will be involved and he'll taste through beers with us um you know depending on the brewery and then I think in other times we'll just you know, all kind of, you know, get together on a, on a zoom meeting and, and chit chat and talk here for an hour or so. Um, I think that would be fun. And then we're going to do, um, some brew export booths at, I think, um, Manchester and London and Edinburgh beer festival. Amazing. Um, so yeah, you guys will have to keep an eye out for us yeah. there. We're going to be pouring some beers and having some beers for sale, um, through our booth there nice um before we came on uh, to recording you were telling us that you'd gone to pick up some mead um so we believe they're branching out into mead do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah so um shram's mead is number three highest rated brewery or uh meadery on untapped like you know how they have the top 50 list or whatever like they're number three and they've been held holding number three for years now Oh. Um, and they are like 20 minutes from my house. Oh, nice. Uh, so I'm like good buds with them. Uh, so I, I, yeah, so we're sending mead your guys' way. And it's, it's like, it's not just mead. It's like the best mead. <laughs> so nice. we'll have that available on our shop um, to order, you know, to pre-order for yep. the, for the April box, um, which should be money. pretty cool. So yeah, we're definitely... <laughs> Definitely send in mead your way, not just beer. I like all good craft products. <laughs> I, I didn't even realize like there was much of a mead scene in the US, to be honest. And then I saw, I think you had done either a post about it or something along those lines um, and, and posted them. And I was like, I'm going to go check them out. And it looks really like, it took me a minute to realize that they were in the US because I was just like, I didn't realize the US had a mead scene. And this looks like, it looked like something like a really high-end mead as well that, I'd be used to finding over here so that was yeah I'm definitely something to keep an eye out for yeah there's like a serious mead scene here like it uh and actually so Shram's mead is named after Ken Shram 
who's okay. the owner. Um, and he like has written books and he helped to, you know, found kind of like the different, I can't remember the name of the, like the mead competitions and like okay. the mead kind of trade association. So Ken is like a leader in the mead, in the mead biz. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just got chit chatting with him. He helped me load up. I, I have like a big minivan that I got when I was 25. I was like the happiest 25 year old <laughs> ever to buy a minivan. Um, and I load it. It's like seriously filled. I'm looking at it right now. It's filled with a bunch of dragon's milk and sea station oh, wow. and shrans. Um, so this isn't normally how we do it. Like normally we pick up, but like the stuff that's in Michigan, um, I kind of do these like fun, you know, mini mixed palettes of like yeah. stuff that's local to me um put them in the minivan and then you know stack them up together to go go be consolidated but nice yeah it's fun <laughs> that sounds like a fun little road trip <laughs> yeah no it definitely is all right well um what are your plans for the future for brewer export oh so like definitely like world domination yes on the on the the, uh you know continuing that path but really I you know continuing what we're doing but having like hubs around the world and like obviously the UK is kind of the first rendition of that um so right now we kind of have phase one is the web shop and then phase two I think we'll get a better website built out and, you know, maybe an app that makes it easier to kind of work our process and whatnot. Um, And then, uh, and then eventually I'd love to like get an actual, like a warehouse that we own in the UK. um, So we can kind of handle all that stuff and then have like a little tap room there where we pour like kind of super exclusive beers that we import um you know that we send for ourselves that like pretty much no one else would have yeah um not like a huge place but just you know just kind of a tap room where people can taste it and like I said Dan's in um Birmingham so I think it would probably be in Birmingham and I think Birmingham's like kind of you know a pretty underserved like craft market in in the UK there's not like a ton of breweries there so if we can uh, kind of elevate the scene and, and be close to, you know, Glass House and some of those breweries, yeah, uh, I think that would be a nice little fit for us. So, yeah, that's kind of the plans in the UK. And then obviously, if we can have like a European version of that and then an Asia version, that's, you know, I'm looking really big picture here, but Amazing. that's love the it. direction I'm heading in. <laughs> yes. Absolutely love that. I love it. <laughs> I yeah, I think it would be fun. I know Dan... Dan would definitely like he his his background is like being a GM at uh you know some some high-end craft beer bars okay. so he uh he has great experience in that um I would trust him trust him wholly to absolutely kill it so um yeah I think we'll head in that direction and kind of see how it all you know how the how it all plays out amazing like onward and upward then yeah. um yeah, I think that was all of our questions and we're conscious that we're basically running out of time. So now's your chance to kind of plug anything you want, social medias, website, events, uh, any anything you want to plug, feel free to plug it now. For sure. That that flew by. That was I know. I know. It really did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I would say my plugs are obviously definitely on Instagram, check out Brew Export uh UK and then on online it's brewexport.co.uk 
Okay. Um, and yeah, check us out. Start start a April box. We still have some the veil available, hot butcher available, and then we've got uh, next week is bearded iris and energy city. Um, and I already, as you guys kind of alluded to, we've got some <laughs> shram petted your guys' way. So uh, you know, give us a follow. Add us, you know, the group on Facebook. We'd love to love to chit chat with you and the bigger we can grow the the more epic year we can bring in you know uh and and start you know i want to reach out and talk like people see trillium in here but or tree house and those beers are gray market well if we can get a good base then i i'm happy to go talk to Treehouse and and explain our model and how it's different and yeah. maybe we can get you some some uh I don't know what what's the opposite of gray market like white market like legitimate market treehouse <laughs> like get the, get the proper hype over here <laughs> yeah that's the one everyone wants trillium and treehouse and it's uh... <laughs> oh yeah no those I mean that's the crazy part like I can't even get those beers in Michigan right. you know no, it's, I, I'm, I'm you from Boston go- and you can't you can barely get those outside the brewery in Boston. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So you understand. Yeah. It's uh it's definitely tough, but I'm willing to try it. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, all of this. So very cool. Thank well, you so so again, much guys. for giving I your time. Hugely, yeah. Hugely appreciate you having me on and, and keep up the good work, you know, educating people on on the ins and outs of craft beer and the more technical side of things. I, mm. I love it and I think I that's so important. Thank you. We will. That's our mission. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, That was a super interesting conversation. It was really interesting, like hearing about the import and process, like from the US. And yeah, it's, um, and like the fact that it came, (laughs) it was an idea she had for for a college project. Yeah. And now it's this massive thing. That, that is, I think, the thing that got me most because, like, I feel like if that doesn't sort of, give you the guidance of like follow your follow your dreams or yeah. like if you if you want it like I I don't subscribe to like all the time hard fast rule if you want it work hard and you get it because right. sometimes you just sometimes, don't yeah sometimes you just don't get that, what you yeah. want but um I just find it's just it was really interesting that she just was like I'll do this as a project I'm interested in this and then the fact that she just worked really hard to get it to where it is and they're still only like a three-person yeah operation but where they're shipping to like they just their reach is so wide and yeah yeah. and 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 I have to say the second most shocking thing is the fact they are managing to keep their price points so reasonable yeah um so I didn't say when we were recording but I mean there's a lot of times that she was saying for like a dipper they could pay you know they could charge you know seven quid for it or something just around that price which is comparable to but that's comparable to beers that you're getting yeah uh, yeah some of them are seven eight quid so without an import charge and and extra stuff like that on it yeah that's comparable to your prices over here yeah I I thought just you know value for money is yeah it's yeah it's not really any argument there is there no it's cold chain and it's cold chain like yeah. that's the thing is like yeah. if it wasn't cold chain at least that would be your argument this is yeah. like no it's this it's ethical yeah. it's you know yeah. all the way from I start to it. finish I it's inspiring I, I that's not the things I was expecting to hear about tonight I was really I was really pleased yeah and it's overall really interesting as well yeah. like just seeing kind of the difference between even just the uh shipping out within the US versus the shipping to the UK and yeah how, and how that works really so yeah, yeah well fingers crossed because I really hope that she gets all the things and more of what yeah. she's for the future and and I think she she definitely comes across as a person 
that will work hard to, yeah, to make got the drive so I think that's brilliant and it was lovely meeting her so hopefully someday she can come back over here to a festival or something and we can have a pint that'd be amazing <laughs> um and if you would like to buy some American beers that are in tip-top condition the you'll find the link to the website in the show notes and their Instagram handle will be on there as well do go and give them a look we bought them and that wasn't like anything of like we had to yeah. uh, we were like I was like I want those, I want those. cancer US beers yeah. and, I <laughs> so... chuck, and I chuck some more Burley Oak in there because oh, I really like Burley Oak the Bruin Project glass like so like sold it for me I was like that's the that's the coolest looking glass Got a Burley Oak glass because I'm Burley Oak, <laughs> I'm Burley Oak fangirl <laughs> love it uh, right so Tori if people want to talk to you about US beers where can they get hold of you yeah cool if you want to talk to me about US beers I'm very much game for that um so yeah you can find me on Instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism and Joe if people want to talk to you about badass women starting their own beer business where can they get in contact with you come and talk to me about that i've got i can tell you all about that um you can come and talk to me i am a woman's brew on facebook instagram and twitter um that is basically the podcast one now so talk to us about the podcast there as well or you can come to my beer school love beer learning on facebook instagram twitter tiktok and pinterest we are doing all about the beers how to brew it how to drink it what you should be drinking what styles you can try and all of that fun stuff um we also have a website for that which is lovebeerlearning.co.uk which has a fabulous blog uh, and we also have an email address which is lovebeerlearning at gmail.com email us there with any ideas for the podcast and anybody you would like us to talk to because that's how we did this one today someone messaged us told us who they wanted to talk to we got hold of shannon and here we are i'd never spoken to her before i didn't even necessarily like um been in the same circle as her or anything like that someone emailed and we made it happen and it was was a conversation where's emailed (laughs) where's emailed us and went you need to speak to shannon and i went let me go look at that yes i do (laughs) and i'm really glad that we did thanks wes thank you she was very very sweet like she was such a nice person so yeah so you can we can make your podcast dreams come true (laughs) (laughs) we try anyways we might fail but at least we try yeah right on that note let's go finish these beers i'm gonna go finish my water you got water Cheers. cheers